TV Campfire Podcast. I was like, yep, okay, so you win for the week. <laughs> We're here. I hate to sound like a broken road. Oh, no! We're fans. It's one of the best things on television. Oh! oh! All right, you got to hold it. Oh, no, you didn't. We talk TV. That was the best scene ever. Like, that I, blew I, me away. It was absolutely amazing. I just couldn't believe it. Welcome to the show. This is podcast number 408, and I'm Olivia, your host, and this week we have returning guests. Hi, this is Greg, TV enthusiast from St. Louis. Hi, this is Allison, and I write reviews for Weedonopolis. And this is Tom. I'm executive director of screenwriting at Azusa Pacific University here in Los Angeles. Thank you guys for coming this week. And first up in the news, we have that Suits has been renewed for season nine, and their final season will be their final season uh, on USA. Uh, Chandler Riggs from The Walking Dead, known to you as Coral, uh, will be joining Coral. the. <laughs> That's a joke. Oh, you're making Sorry. a joke. Coral uh, will be joining the cast of A Million Little Things on ABC. Uh, for a, for right now, they just said for a story arc. Um, Netflix has raised prices by two dollars, and simultaneously, Hulu <coughs> has lowered their prices. By I think like two dollars, but only for their lowest tier. So their lowest tier has gone down to six dollars. Only for the commercial plan, right? Yeah. I know. I, I did say the lowest tier. So what um, are we going to do? More commercials? Is that what's going to happen? No, it's not more commercials. It's just if you sign up for Hulu, if you sign up for Hulu, regular Hulu, it's like eight bucks, and if you want commercial free, it's eleven bucks. But now they're saying if you want the lowest tier that has commercials, now it's going to be six dollars. Instead of $8. So that was like their counter to Netflix raising their prices. Which I think is interesting. Um, I well, like it when I, they war. That helps us. I will be resubscribing in time for Catch-22. Oh, right. I heard that's coming. Oh, yeah. <clears throat> um, Magicians has been renewed for Season 5 ahead of its Season 4 premiere. Uh, yes, Yay. yes. Yay. The Expanse premiere has been set... Sometime in 2019, but they haven't said when. And in February, they will make all the other seasons available on Amazon. Netflix has a Resident Evil series in the works. Thank you. And Tom, you have news. Yeah, I do. Um, CBS has, re- has picked up FBI, The Neighborhood, and Magnum P.I. for seasons two. So... Yeah, whatever. Uh, <laughs> like none of us are watching any of those shows. <laughs> I sampled some of those shows, and I'm like, they are not worthy. Yes. Uh, Comcast will launch the NBC Universal streaming service in the first half of 2020. Ooh, yeah, they're, they're so late. A little late to the party. I know. By the time they it's launch, like... everybody will be locked in. Like, who's going to be like, oh, and I guess I'll get that Universal app. What? Kate Winslet is going to star in the HBO limited series Mayor of Easttown. She'll play a small town Pennsylvania detective whose life crumbles around her as she investigates local murder. And this is her first HBO project, her first television role since Mildred Pierce in 2011. And finally, USA Network has ordered Briar Patch to series starring Rosario Dawson. It's based on the Ross Thomas book. At least the first season will be based on the Ross Thomas book of the same name, it follows a dogged investigator returning to her border town Tex- in Texas after her sister is murdered, and what begins as a search for the killer 
turns into an all-consuming fight to bring her corrupt hometown to its knees. <laughs> It'll also star J.R. Ferguson, Brian Garrity, and E. Gathiki. Well, this is technically not TV news. This is technically podcast news, but it's TV-related. So, uh, David Tennant has decided to launch a podcast. And his Ooh. first guests are going to be Jody Whitaker and, oh, the lead of another show that I'm blanking on. Uh, I forgot. But uh, basically celebrities, I'm sure, who are his friends that he's going to do a podcast. And I don't even know what they're going to talk about other than, I guess, he decided to do a talk show but as a podcast. So there you guys go if you'd like to hear the dulcet tones of David Tennant. Uh, <laughs> who wouldn't? Exactly. exactly. You can you can listen to him on his own podcast now. Which is I feel like that's cheating. Us little people do podcasts. <laughs> <laughs> well, I we can't have comp- big names. I was like, I can't compete with David Tennant. Like what? <laughs> um anyway. Uh let's start off with the shows. First up, we're gonna talk about the passage. And this is episode two. And basically, I thought that this episode didn't really lose a beat from the premiere. You 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 literally pick up five seconds later from where you started from the pilot, and they're in a whole car chase, and you're seeing, you know, you're seeing them talk and argue and bond more. And I love that bit where she's ranting at him, and she's like, "And you owe me a unicorn," which is where they got the <laughs> title of the episode. And it just made me smile. Like, the whole thing was so great. And she was like, you left me. He was like, I didn't leave. She was like, you were unconscious. That's leaving. Um, (laughs) Just their bond just really works for me. Um, And I know that in the next couple episodes, we're going to get more into... We're going to get more just, like, explanation. Because, spoiler alert at the end... You mean exposition? Thank you. That's what I meant to say. Because uh, by the end of the episode, they get captured by the bad guys. They're going to ca- get taken to the base where I'm sure all the scientists will super explainy all the stuff that's going on. So, but I do like the foundation of having these first two episodes just to, really about the two of them and their bond. And now that you know how strong their bond is, now you can split them up a little bit and have them both find out information and they can do more world building. And I think that's that's smart. Uh, anyone else? Comments? Thoughts? I'll, I'll jump in. <clears throat> I ended up watching them fairly back-to-back. Um, the strengths of the show are the two leads. And right. it was interesting. I, I, I made the mistake of Googling to find out whatever, you know, what the critics think of the show. And they pretty much hate it, except for the two leads. Uh, <laughs> mainly because, evidently, they're playing fast and loose with the source material. Which... Most of us who haven't read the source material don't know that, you know, don't know that I've read, Um, I've read 60 to 70% of the first book. And I say that like that because the first book's like a thousand pages. It's huge. It's like, you can literally lose, use it as a doorstop, but I, I understand what they're saying, but I'm enjoying these characters so much. I don't care, but go ahead. Yep. But yeah, I, I just I'm sold on Gosseler and the the girl. I can't remember the actor's name, but she's she's terrific. Right. And the conspiracy and the vampires and what it's like kind of the same complaint I had about uh, the strain, which I bailed on fairly quickly. It's like these people have ne- you know how stupid can scientists be? <laughs> really, really, <laughs> we're gonna do this thing. <laughs> and. Just the utter predictable moments of the show, like when 
the you know when the the evil janitor is <laughs> is trying to talk the goodly the kindly janitor right and then of course the vampire takes a bite out of the bad guy it's like ah oh, come on right because so, you didn't see that coming about it you do yeah you saw that way. that happening but i i do appreciate they've kept that at a minimum and I do like that the black guy, who's the death row inmate guy, um, is he, figuring out. He's a- he he's already been infected with whatever's going to eventually turn him into a vampire, but he seems like a good guy. And when he talks about he was innocent, I believe him because he doesn't behave like these other killers, and he's genuinely concerned. And um, I think we're supposed to know that he's innocent. I think that's the way they're playing it. So I think he's going to be, and I put in quotes, a good vampire. Um, that's that's well, the I only hope thing. so. But they've already said that you know the the tendency is for them not to sh- to show signs for a while, and then all of a sudden they go crazy. So I yeah I do I do worry about you know his character because we're getting to the point where we like him so much right right now, and so I don't know if that's building toward the tragedy of watching him his personality dissolve, or whether he's somehow miraculously going to become an exception to the rule so far we only know that children are the exception exception. right and and he is relatively young he's 20 but i do think that all the other people that got exposed to it were all serial killers or killers well not the the first guy the first first yeah but he seemed like he was pretty much a narcissistic jerk like when you meet him before he gets changed he's he lied to his partner he manipulated him he's not a good person so he well, wasn't a good person to begin with. But no, he wasn't a serial killer, but he's not a good person. No, I got the oppor- I got the feeling he was an opportunist certainly, but he was he wasn't like evil. You know, there wasn't there there wasn't that strain of like homicidal evil that you see in Not in homicidal, the but greed, yes, I would say. So, and and yeah, self-interest but... and and I think I, I will, but what I think what sets the new guy apart is I don't think he has any of those things. I think he's a genuinely good person. And I want to see what the virus does to a genuinely good person, you know? Yeah. Um, but, yeah. but I, I think I, I, I echo Tom's feelings with, with the thing that really brings me back to the show is the chemistry between the, the two leads. Because right. I really ha- get this father-daughter vibe from the two of them. You know, I, was, I, I remember thinking at the very end when they were loaded into the police van there's and there's there's this really protective feeling that I have from him for for the girl, and I was just thinking I totally I, they've known each other for five minutes, but I totally I buy it that, right <laughs> that they are like bonded for life, you right. know that they they have this this family vibe going between the two of them, and and they would totally like you know protect each other. Well, that and, moment too, and, where she comes back out, and because she knows he's going to be killed. Mm-hmm. And she comes back out and she's like, I'm not leaving you. And I was just like, oh, my God. I was just like, that was just so good. But yeah. yeah. But I think that the show sort of lives and dies on the chemistry that they have between each other. And right now it's very strong. So I'm I'm in for the ride. Yeah. Which I think is it's smart because now I feel like the next couple episodes are going to be we're going to be in the base with the scientists and they're going to do a lot of exposition. So... We got a brace for that, but let's see if it can survive that. All right, let's move on. Uh, next up, we're going to talk about Charmed. And this show is just candy fun. Like, 
It's not super deep. The acting's not spectacular. There's the sisterly bond is, yeah, it's okay. I guess they're really related. It's not like on the passage, but um, the situations they end up in and the way they have to figure out how to get out of them have been pretty fun. So I've been, it's, it's an enjoyable show. It puts a smile on my face when I watch it on Sundays. That's, that's pretty much all I can say about Charmed. What do you think about this episode, Allison? Um, I liked it. I was glad. I was glad that they didn't, you know, drag out forever the whole thing about you know Harry being in, stuck in, in the pit, yeah, the pit in the whole thing. And so it was nice that you know, by the by the end of the episode that was taken care of. Um, I also was kind of disappointed because I know that they've they've kind of given this little hint of of chemistry between Harry and the oldest sister. Yeah, and and I and this this episode really just broke that apart. Like they just had this, this writer's meeting where they said, now nah, we're going to go in this completely other direction. And they literally, yeah. you know, assigned them both different other partners. Right. Well, I yeah, feel and- like, I feel like when I watched it and I saw them both like pair off, I was a little disappointed, but this is the first season and I'm like, I'm in it for the long haul. You guys got me in for the long haul. That's okay. So I feel like that's maybe the end game and because that's the way it was in the original series. Oh, was it? Yeah. Okay, I didn't in the, watch the original, original series, the oldest daughter ends up marrying their white lighter. Oh, okay. So I feel like I have hope that that's where they're going because I really did like their chemistry. That was like, Ooh, my ship. Cause usually when, <laughs> you know, when I watch a show, I have to figure out where, what I'm shipping and I saw that chemistry and I was like, oh, I love it. Uh, and then you're right. They both paired them off with different people. But I'm like, that's okay. We're in season one. I'm, it's all right. Uh, so I haven't lost hope. I'm okay. Okay. Yeah, well, I'm with you because I really did like seeing where that was going. So hopefully you're right. And in the long run, it'll it'll turn into that. Because I think that the, the relationships that they've been assigned right now are just kind of standard and boring. It's right. like, oh, of course, you know, that's what they're doing right now. And right. So I hope that they go in a more interesting direction. But I did I did enjoy the show. I liked that they they got through this storyline, you know pretty quickly uh obviously we can see who the big bad of the season's going to be and um and you he's know not it's that just... particularly big. oh you mean the guy that ran off at the end because they kicked his butt yeah i eh. think he's coming back well um, he's gonna have to come back with some reinforcements because he does not know how he thought he was super power more powerful than them and they just trounced him and he was like oh i think that the witch organization that the middle sister i don't know their names that's really sad um the middle sister's like supposed to be undercover but really is truly joining them i think they're going to be more evil than she thought so her giving them all that power is going to be a huge mistake yeah oh you know that that's going to go awry absolutely yeah Yeah. um but i yeah i I, so i i don't know i think you said exactly the right thing it's it's like candy you don't expect it to be remotely deep. There's there's nothing that's going to make me just pine to see this show. But, you know, if I want to be distracted for an hour and just have fun, it's it's a really good show for exactly that. Right. I agree. It's a fun it's ride. Fluff. It's it is fluff. Agreed. All right, next up, uh we're going to talk about Supergirl because Greg has said it has improved. Hit me <laughs> compared to to the trash and dren that it Dude. was before. Yeah, that whole story arc they were doing with the 
the group. Oh, Agent Liberty? Yeah, they're Ugh. trying to hunt down, you know, aliens and stuff. Really stupid. But, um, yeah, so I tuned in. I tuned in this week not really expecting much. Um, but uh, this episode was actually uh, really good. Um, they're, um, they're getting back. I think they're kind of getting back to their core focus. And um, um, one of the things that kind of frustrates me about the DC um, universe is that it seems like everyone knows everyone's secret identity. And so there's like no secrets or anything going on. And so by the end of this episode, um, because they're uh, really trying to find out um, the main uh, antagonist, uh, who is the um, who is now running the DEO um, is trying to find out Supergirl's secret identity, and they're using aliens um, and the special abilities the aliens have in order to uh, get people to tell the truth. And so the solution that they find is that what they're going to have to do is is John Jones is going to have to go and wipe people's memories um, so that they don't know who Supergirl is, and um, and one of the people whose whose memory he has to wipe is actually Supergirl's uh, own sister. And so um, it was a really cool episode. Um, There's some dark stuff going on where we find out the government has been um, has been using aliens for uh, you know secret missions and that sort of thing. Um, and I think getting back to the core of people not knowing what Supergirl's secret identity is, I think it's just going to make the show. A lot more interesting. I, I will I will uh, concur that I like this better than the whole Agent Liberty arc for the first part of this season. I think my problem is Supergirl should be a little bit more light, should be theoretically be lighter in tone, kind of like Flash. And this whole the government conspiracy and bringing this new person to run the DEO, blah, 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 blah. I'm just like, ugh. we've seen that on so many different shows before. It's just easy. And it's not particularly... Uh, fresh or or relevant to you know the Supergirl cast of characters. Um, obviously, we've got Lex waiting in the wings because they they just released the first picture of John Cryer as Lex oh, Luthor. So lame. The, right, did um, I say that out loud? Yeah, you did. Um, <laughs> the thing with I don't know this season's going to be all over the place because the cliffhanger from last year was you know. The, the Russian Supergirl, you know, we've got this clone in Russia, so they're doing an adaptation of Red Son, but, you know, Red Daughter. But you've got this Agent Liberty thing. It, it seems unfocused, and that's probably my biggest complaint. Um, although it was interesting that uh, we did get James and Lena back together, and they they kissed in whatever else. And I, I can't stand that relationship. Oh, you don't like them? Oh, I hate them together. Well, she sorry, lies that's... so much to him. She's always lying. Well, it's it's basically from the comics because when that character was first introduced, you know, before she found out that she was Lex's sister. I mean, they, they've gone far afield from where the character started in the comics. Anywho, I don't know. I, Supergirl still. I mean, it's one notch above Arrow in my watch list. <laughs> <laughs> well, I will have you know, I watched Arrow this week and it wasn't overly terrible. <laughs> overly terrible. <laughs> what an endorsement. Wow. <laughs> All right. Can we move on? Moving on. Please. Next sir. up, we're going to talk about Black Lightning. And this, this episode finally ended that whole teenagers on the run. But we're in love. Star-crossed whatever the heck they were doing for two or three episodes. 
and it's finally over, thank God. And now we can actually get back to real Black Lightning stories. Um, and it's not so much that I don't like the daughter. It's more her on the run by herself. She's not that smart. And so I don't really enjoy watching her operate. You know, so uh, let's get back to the adults, please. That's all I ask. <laughs> Anybody else thoughts? <laughs> My my wife said the funniest thing when the episode was over. It's like, yeah, Tobias Whale is not a very smart criminal. Because, no. okay, you've crippled Khalil. He can still testify against you. <laughs> no, right? <laughs> like, it's he like, kept hello. Saying, he kept saying the whole keep re- his mouth from moving. Right. He kept saying, uh, I'm, going to, I'm going to kill him because he's going to testify against me because he's weak. Blah, 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 blah. He rips out his spine, which... By the way, he should, well, the, sp- the, sp- the, spinal killed him. the spinal implant. It is a spinal implant, but it still should have killed him. But yeah, let's just say... It's comic book logic. Okay, so let's just say he now can't walk. So he's back to where he was before and he can't walk. But yeah, right. he can still blab. Like, Tobias had me kill X, Y, and Z people for him. Yeah. Seriously. And he, and he's the witness that Tobias... Tobias Hinchwoman just killed all these FBI agents. Oh, yeah. It's like, yeah, it's crazy. That, such a, that scene was such a cheat. It's like you have all these people with guns on this assassin, and then they just cut away and then cut back and everyone's dead. And right. I'm like, really? Like, we, don't even get, we don't even get a fight scene. We don't even get comic book got, logic. No. Yeah, sometimes yeah. they show it. Sometimes they're like, uh, we've already established she's awesome. We don't need to show it. But I'm like, in that situation, I needed to see how she defeated all those FBI agents. Yes. Oh, exactly. I'm not that convinced she that she's that awesome. just got tied up, so she's not that good. <laughs> I'm true. hoping if they get season three that Tobias is not the main villain. Yeah, I'm over him. He's kind of a one-trick pony. Yeah. Yeah. I'm over him. All right. Let's move on. Next up, we're going to talk about The Flash. And this week's episode, we have Frenchie Wells finally sort of reveals what he's been doing, which is he suspects Nora of doing basically what Nora's doing. And he's trying to solve (laughs) the mystery of it. But I like that Mama uh, Iris was like not having it. She's like, you suspect my child of something, you go through me. And I was like, whoa, I like it. Uh, even though Nora's totally wrong. Um, and he's like, I gotta figure out who the mastermind is. And I'm like, uh, it's you? Yeah. <laughs> well, it's it's a lookalike you. That'll be fun. Remember that they're playing fast and loose because the real fun does not look like... Oh, I know. The Wells clothes. I don't understand yeah. why he looks like Wells. It makes no sense. Because right. they can't afford to pay the actor who's supposed to play... Who plays well, they the real brought fun. him back like five times. What's the problem? He's probably just busy. <laughs> That's probably what it is. And they yeah. were like, ah, screw it. Nobody will notice. And I'm like, uh, yes, we will. Yeah, and um, yes, comic book nerds aren't obsessive at all. <laughs> um, I thought the moment where Barry almost kills the dude for harming Nora. That was, and, and she has to, you know, basically tell him, dad, stop. Yeah, that was good. That was a good moment to see Barry that angry because you usually don't see him that angry. So that was good. Nope. Um, like but... a pop a tiger. <laughs> so I, where oh, was Cisco this episode? I don't know Cisco. Well, now we know where the dad is. Uh, uh, the police detective supposedly. Well, oh God, what is his name? I just blanked on Jesse L. Martin's character. Uh, Joe. 
We now yeah. know where Joe is in that uh, Jeff, Mr. Martin is, is hurt. And so he's, he, um, so we understand that he can't be there, but I have no idea where Cisco is. Like the explanation of him being gone was just silly. Is there like a real life reason why they're not on or they just can't no, be that Je- many actors? Jesse L. Martin or... is hurt. He hurt his back. He can't, he, he hurt his back. back. Oh, okay. Yeah, so he hurt his back. He'll be back episode 15. Ah, uh, all right. <laughs> but the rest of them, I don't know what's going on with Cisco. Mm. All right. Probably it, just trying to save a little cheddar. <laughs> well, they still have to. If if they're a series regular, they still get paid. So not necessarily. It depends what their contract says. They uh, could be like a thirteen out of twenty-two. Yeah, but never mind. I just feel like Cisco's normally in every episode, so that doesn't make sense. All right. Well, let's move on since we don't really have that much to say about the Flash. Does anybody else have anything to say? Yeah, yeah, exactly. All right, let's move on. Next up, we're going to talk about Roswell, New Mexico. And I will say the second episode was not as good as the pilot. The pilot, I thought, was more intriguing. The second episode, I don't... What was it doing? Like, I'm not entirely... Like, one thing that it did that I was appreciated, it got the whole, oh my God, you can never tell her I killed her sister. Or I had anything to do with her sister or whatever. And so yeah, this except episode, for the photograph with the big old handprint right? on her face. <laughs> Which they thought they hid, apparently, and uh, that came back to haunt them. Uh, so I like that they got that out of the way to where she figures all that stuff out very quickly. And I was like, oh, thank God. Because I was afraid they were going to keep that a secret for, like, the whole season. Oh, uh, no, no, no. I mean, that's one thing about some of these shows is at least they have the decency to move the art stories quickly. Right. So I do appreciate that. So that's moving along. But at the moment, I'm not quite sure where we're moving to, if that makes sense. So Well, what, obviously, what Max had booty call with his uh, fellow deputy. <laughs> oh, I swear to God, I got her confused with his sister. For, well, no. up until that point. Up the until that point. Yeah. Up until that point, I was like, wait a minute, is that, wait, what? Like, there was there was the first couple of scenes with the partner. I thought that was, because I don't think they introduced his partner in the pilot. She wasn't so, in the pilot. Right, so I didn't know who this woman was at first. I was like, oh, it's his sister, blah, 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 blah. And then I went, wait a minute, is that his sister? So, I suck. <laughs> yeah, when they started making out, it should have been the big clue. <laughs> well, I said before that point, I figured out that wasn't his sister. Uh, also, his sister was off doing something else, I think, at the time. And I was like, oh, two different people. Okay, I'm fine. Um, but I'm not quite sure where the st- overall story is going right now. That's what I mean. Do you have any ideas? Thoughts? No, I, I think it's interesting because we obviously know. I was surprised that they try to get them back together or coupled as quickly as as uh, you might think. I mean, the curious thing about this show is the, the the original Roswell series was based on the book series Roswell High. And contractually, this is also based on Roswell High. However, comma, the characters <laughs> and the actors are 10 years older. So it's interesting. But for me, it's a little bit of intellectual curiosity. And I like the cast for the most part. Well, I... I've been promised by episode five I will be hooked, but I'm not there yet. So let's, I'll trudge along a little longer. All right. Well, you know, whoever is writing this should have known, hey, if episode five, the ones that hooked, it really should be episode one or two. 
Because this this is the streaming economy. People aren't going to stick around for a network show to get good. I'm not disagreeing. I'm not disagreeing, but I have to go to work and talk to these people. So (laughs) (laughs) I don't really have a choice. Um, Next up, let's talk about This Is Us. And this was the episode where uh, they find their long lost uncle. And they deal with some pretty dark stuff in this episode. Yeah, they do. Uh, Greg, you want to go first? Oh, yeah. Um, Just just incredible. Uh, They just keep knocking it out of the park with with storytelling that just really hits home. Um, You know, I I guess finding out or or finally finally meeting their long-lost uncle and then – you know, the mom finds out she's she's back at the house. And so they start going over, you know, what other secrets could, Jack. you know, he had. Yeah, yeah uh, the Jack might have had. And um, and then um, that the way they kind of cut between Jack, like, um, you know, just wanting his brother to stay out of his life. But the kids like turning and going back. Um, to see the uncle and that um, he obviously wasn't in a good place uh, because he had a gun sitting on the table, but yeah. uh, maybe, uh, maybe this is the beginning of some healing that might occur. Well, so, I feel like also the wife, uh, Rebecca, Rebecca, I was like, I was like Jessica. No, that's not right. Yeah. The wife, her reaction to finding out that he had another secret that she didn't know about, I think it really hit her, and there's something that they're not telling. There's some other secret that's happening because you know, well, one, you, it's just her behavior was a little weird, and I was like, "What else is going on? There's something else happening." So I think we're going to find that out next week. She doesn't get to play the high horse on this one, though, because she's the one who kept William's existence secret. Oh, I know, and, and she knows that. She knows she can't throw pitchforks or anything, but. There's something else happening that I thought that her behavior was suspicious. Yeah, I got that impression, too. How awesome is it to see Griffin Dunn acting? Thank you. Thank Uh, you. When I saw his name in the credits, I went, Griffin Dunn is in this? Really? What's he do? And then they introduce him as the older Nick. Well, I don't know who you guys are. Who's he? Griffin Dunn is... uh, Actor, director, he was big in, like, the 80s and then really started directing more. But he's the son of novelist Dominic Dunn, and his sister Dominique was murdered, and the father wrote a true crime story about the hunt for to, to put the killer behind bars. But uh, he's really—I mean, he's in one of my favorite Scorsese films, After Hours, which uh, it's this really offbeat comedy. It's it's Griffin Dunn and Rosanna Arquette in New York After Hours, <laughs> and if you haven't seen it, do it, do yourself a favor and check it out. Definitely. But he's just. Seeing him act again and the gravitas instilled that that twinkle in his eye. I mean, I hope he gets nominated for this. I hope we see a lot more of him in this because I I really, really like him as the older Nick. He's he's got this naturalism that I completely buy him as this character. And in fact, where he starts talking about their father and in in a way that's completely different from what they remember. It's this it's this different person with a different side he knows a different side of their dad and that's just started casually coming out as he was speaking to them and i i loved that 
that opening up of the character through different eyes. Yeah, it and was I love what he, really well done. When he tells Kevin, "Yeah, you're Jack Pearson's son," right? <laughs> <laughs> and it was not meant as a compliment. <laughs> <laughs> all right, uh, I will say this was a dark episode. It was a good episode. I felt all the emotions, and. Um, yeah, I think that I'm looking forward to where the story's going. They, they've got me intrigued. I'm on board. All right, well, I mean, that's this is us. Of course I'm on board. Um, next up, we're going to talk about The Magicians, and this is the season four premiere. And to be honest, I wasn't necessarily looking forward to starting season four because they left it in such a weird place. And I was like, people are possessed and blah, 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 blah. I was like, I don't know if I'm going to like this. But I was like, fine, let's see where it goes. And I have to say, they started off really well. This is a good episode. And it pulled me right in, just like every season of Magicians does. Um, and I like the, the whole uh, secret identity, witness protection um, spell that was going on. Witchness protection. Witchness, <laughs> right. <laughs> <laughs> it'll make you think about going out for ice cream in a whole different light oh yeah especially asking for sprinkles oh wow yes. don't call them jimmies whatever you do <laughs> I was like why are you just cutting people's throats I feel like that was unnecessary um, but I do like that every time that they poked at their identities like literally ceilings would fall in on them mm-hmm. uh, and I was, that was like, great I was like but how does that protect them? It, like, if they figure it out, you kill them? Like, what? what is that supposed to do exactly? Well, I think the idea is that the things are supposed to happen that prevent them from pursuing certain avenues of thought. Like, we start out with things like the, the computers glitching. And when uh-huh. that doesn't work, then the lights go out. And when that doesn't work, then a bigger distraction happens. So the closer you get and the more you... In- insist on pursuing it the worse things get and the only thing that's that's that offers even some protection is that uh amulet that they got a hold of right so um but i like the fact that it didn't really it didn't even take the the halfway through episode one before they've already tried to to find out what's going on they've already clued in to the fact that this these the identities they think they have are not real. So um, I, I I'm really enjoying it because it's all everything that they do is always injected with a certain amount of humor. So we're not just watching this really super serious situation right. play out. It's got mm-hmm. this little bit of of you know sarcastic humor going through it, which I love. Well, I love and, the whole fillery yeah. aspect where the, oh, I forgot what the God's name was. Oh, where he Umber. Kept saying, oh, Ember. Um, Ember or Umber. Ember or Umber. One of the I two. I think Umber was his brother. I think Ember yeah. is guy. I don't remember which is which, but I really love that he kept calling her a boy. He was like, you look like a girl, but I'm assuming <laughs> you're a boy because you're a king. And we'll just ignore that. And she was like, "What?" <laughs> like she's, and then he don't, and she was like, "I can't fix this. I'm not in fillery." He goes, "Oh, well, why didn't you just say so?" And just like boom, <laughs> and that was fantastic too. I thought all of that was so great. And I was like, "They wa- just got together, and now they got broken up again." Oh no! I'm just surprised. I don't like the f bombs they can drop in one episode. Oh well, yes. Oh, yeah. oh, they've been doing what, that what, since they decided season three. Hey, you know, we're going for it because nobody's buying the 
you. <laughs> well, because that's the way people talk. So, you know, they just go for it. I love the bit with Alice, by the way, too, who's being kept in library prison. And I apparently now I met the real Santa. Oh, right. We met Santa. Yes. Who is black. I could have dealt Take without the suicide one. attempt. That was kind of off-putting. No, but I think the su- it wasn't a suicide attempt. That was her whole thing. She was just well, trying to yeah, get outside of herself. Yeah, she was just trying to, you know... What she's going to do with the cockroach that she put in her mouth, I have I no idea. Uh, I, was, I was just squirming through that entire scene. Because you know she, she's like not talking. I was like, because she's got a cockroach in her mouth. Oh. <laughs> I want to get... I want Elliot to get unpossessed as qu- quickly as possible and back with Margot so they can... Return to their bitchy glory. Right. Yeah. <laughs> really, I miss that. But so far, I am really enjoying the, uh, the... Definitely. Greg, you haven't spoken, really. What did you think? Oh, yeah. You know, um, I turn it on, and, you know, I, I remember that it's a lighthearted show, and so I decided to see if I could do something else like laundry at the same time as I was watching the show, and you cannot. No. Because you've got to stay on top of everything that's going on. <laughs> So that you're just not completely confused by the end of the episode. So I had to rewatch it a couple of times just to get, just to get <laughs> make, sure, make sure that I'm on the right page for uh, for next week. All right, all right. Well, let's move on. I think we're all saying thumbs up. Next up, we're oh gonna, yeah. <laughs> next up, we're going to talk about Deadly Class, and this was episode two, and it was good. It wasn't quite as good as the pilot, but it still was very brutal. It was very much like, oh my god, thank god I don't go to that high school. Um, so it had a lot of things happening in it. And it got it got us to really know a lot more of the periphery characters. Uh, which is kind of the point of the next episode. Without losing the brutality of the pilot. So what would you guys think? Anyone who saw Deadly Class? I saw it. I... I... I don't know. My feelings on the show haven't really changed from from the opening. I still have the same kind of questions. I I do like a lot of the the actors who are in the show. Um, they they give very good performances. Um, but I I don't know. I'm still up in the air about it. I don't know whether I really like it or not, or whether its its central concept is hanging together. So um, I, it's I'm I'm sort of a jury's out position right now okay greg you said it looked interesting did you actually watch it i did not i still have not watched it boo yeah all right i I get a demerit (laughs) well what i really liked in this episode was that part where the teacher's like your final exam was that you were all supposed to go out and kill someone and nobody really did it which was weird uh and the only person that ended up killing somebody was our main character who one of the other uh, students took credit for so the rest of the class then had to have a different final exam which was way worse which is like I have now poisoned you all and you have five minutes to get to the antidote and here's the riddle to solve it go and then they sent assassins to like try to kill them on their way and it was just crazy and basically half of his class got killed slash well, they're saying they might not have killed them, but I was like, or they did. <laughs> like, you're not entirely <laughs> sure. Uh, I was like, well, they probably just got expelled. And I was like, or they're dead. Like, they, they, the poison that they used was not good. They were bleeding out of their noses. It was, oh, it was awful. Um, 
But I don't really like that uh, the Hispanic guy who's supposed to be like the head of some cartel or whatever or trying to be like he's pretty lame and not interesting. And I don't know why they insist on trying to make him like one of the big bads. He doesn't really work for me. He's very he's very one note. And considering how terrified of him his girlfriend is to the point that she tried to get you know somebody else to assassinate him she had the the opportunity right there to just not give him the antidote and let him die yeah exactly you know it would have been really simple and it's not like she would have been expelled for it um so i i didn't understand what that was about it's like you're either terrified of him or you know or you really like him yeah it's one or the other so i i didn't get that yeah but it's one of the inconsistencies that bother me with the show. Yeah. All right, let's move on. Uh, next up, we're going to talk about The Good Place, and this was the season finale of The Good Place. And I call shenanigans because I turned into this show to watch a nice, happy comedy, and I was crying by the end of the episode. That's not fair at all. It's called The Good Place. I should be feeling good when I finish watching this. I should not be crying. That's all I'm saying. Um, anyone else want to give their impression of the finale? I didn't know it was the finale. So we're not going to get any more? Nope. Next year. You got a year. Uh, oh. Exactly. Well, now, just, now aren't you crying now? Okay. Well, they ahead. just constructed the neighborhood. And, and I don't even think they even have all the... Because aren't they supposed to have four? Yeah, we've only seen one. Yes. No, we've seen two. Two, yeah. yeah so we've only two. seen two two people actually show up. Right. But this was the that was the season finale. I didn't know it either until later. But what did you think of the episode? Oh, I like. Um, um, I kind of like how they did it, where um, instead of trying to just replay what they've done before, and how Eleanor has to take control and be re- be responsible. Yeah, she um, has to be the architect, or at least pretend to be the architect. Yeah. Um, I thought that was really good, uh, the way they did that. Yeah, they flipped everything on its head. And then the only thing I felt like was a cheat was the whole let's erase Cheaty. Like, I was like, come on, how many times have we erased Cheaty? Yeah. And I, yeah. I felt like that actually at first made me angry. Because I finally felt that Eleanor and Cheaty were finally, finally, finally... They've had so many missteps and been erasures from their relationship... And then they finally are on the same page and they're back together and they just got together for like three episodes and they're like, now we're going to erase Cheaty and he won't remember you. I was like, oh, come on. And I was like, you know what's going to happen. He's going to end up with, uh, Dom- is it Dominique? What is her name? His ex from know. before. I forgot her name now. Yeah, from uh, Australia. Right. And I was like, he's just going to end up with her. And then that's going to make Eleanor feel bad. I want to watch a comedy. I don't want to watch a sad, sad soap opera. Um, I'm, I mean, I'm saying it negatively, but overall I loved the episode. I mean, it was really well done, except for I do feel a little cheated. Because they tried to explain, like, well, these are all the reasons why we have to erase Cheaty. And I was like, I don't believe any of them. I feel like that's a story point, that the writers just needed that to happen. That's and usually the writing for the good place is way better than that. Like you don't feel the writing, but in that particular moment, I felt the writers get out of my story, you writers. Well, why was why why was Jason back in the monk outfit? 
Oh, because didn't... they were all pretending to be the characters they were in the Good Place. And also, if you're if you're trying to pretend to be the Good Place, you don't want Jason talking. <laughs> <laughs> so having him be a silent monk is perfect. Um. But yeah, I think all of that all worked except for the whole cheaty thing, which I am bitter about and tears. Um, but you think it was a good finale? Well, it didn't it didn't feel like a finale, though. Um, I think that's why I'm kind of I was kind of wondering uh, or was kind of confused that you said it was finale. It didn't feel there wasn't a big, you know, thing that happened. Well, they erased Chidi's memory. Well, that was pretty big. Well, not really considering how many times they've done it. Yeah, yeah you're right. Um, yeah. I was surprised as well, but there you go. All right, let's move on. Uh, next up, we're going to talk about how to get away with murder. And now, um, everyone's secrets are mostly out. To me, You know what's so funny is there's this point where uh, Annalise's boss shows up at her apartment and I was like, oh yeah, she works for that guy. Like, I totally forgot that she worked for that <laughs> law firm. So when he showed up, I was like, wait, what? Why? Oh, right. She still works for them. Because uh, they've been so distracted by other murders and things that no one's been paying attention. And then there was this weird, awkward moment where he was like, who's that woman that was at Annalise's house? And she's like, oh, it's her best friend, her ex. So that's okay. The way's still clear for you for Annalise. And I was like, wait, what? And then he goes, no, it's clear for you. And then I went, wait, what? Like, I was like, <laughs> I was like okay, uh, does, does this... And, and both of them had this really uncomfortable giggle, like what the other person was saying was absolutely true. And I was like, holy crap. How is Annalise pulling stuff like this? <laughs> And now I can't figure out which one I want to ship more. I like I like both ideas, actually. It's really frightening. Uh, Allison, what did you think of the episode? Um, it's just at, at this point, everything is getting so convoluted. We've got we've got old conspiracies on top of new conspiracies with, you know, and, and like you said, actually, we know we the audience pretty much know everything that's going on usually there's like oh who did this who did that well at this point we pretty much know all, almost right. everything right the only thing we don't know maybe is who gabriel is is going back and forth no with. we do but you know we well, do know who that is it was it was to the guy who just got killed miller because they, that's why they at the very end when they're like we want to bring you in for questioning we got your voicemail off his phone and it was the voicemail oh, right okay yeah so all we right. do know that now Okay, so we know that too. So um, <laughs> I was tired when I was watching this, and I was like, "But I, you know, it's we're we're not we're not it's not a who done it anymore. It's it's like we all know it's, and we're just kind of wondering, well, when are all the chickens going to come home to roost? Yeah, whatever. And I don't collapse. know that that's necessarily fun to watch. You know, so uh, I don't know. I'm still watching it and everything, but it's just I I'm not as interested as I used to be. Well, I'm still interested because Gabriel now, he claims he was just there to figure out who murdered his father, but apparently he was working with the old DA and to investigate Annalise because he still thinks Annalise murdered his father. Um, but now he's got no support, so it's just him. And everybody knows that he's like a traitor and not to be trusted. So he's got no one, no backup, no nothing. 
So I don't even know what he... I feel like he's the next in line to be murdered at this point. Yeah. <laughs> like, uh, I was like, dude, these people kill people. Like, for a group of lawyers, students, or whatever, they're pretty gangster. <laughs> they straight up just, like, murder people if they find out their secrets. It's... I feel like the pit where they're burying bodies is pretty deep at this point. Uh, and, and again, Annalise, the only one who hasn't killed anybody. Yep. The uh, one who was supposed to be so terrible, and she's the only one who hasn't actually murdered anyone. Exactly. All right, let's move on if you're not that super excited. But I'm still thoroughly enjoying the show. All right. Okay. Yeah. You're <laughs> just like, are you? <laughs> yes, yes, I am. <laughs> Uh, I, just, I don't know. I wish I, I, I there's no mystery to it anymore. So I'm like, oh, how did this happen or who did it? Or well, this, I mean, because like, they literally oh. they just explained it like this episode, this episode and maybe the last one. They explained everything. So it's not like it hasn't been for a long time. And I'm sure they will have another mystery very, very soon. So I'm fine with that. Okay. Well, like I said, I'm still watching, but I don't know. I just. Eh. <laughs> All some right. of the thrill is gone what can I oh, say oh no uh, next up we're going to talk about legacies and when I say we I'm saying people other than me and it is episode 108 it is back from the break and it is all about Landon and Hope and Alaric really but you guys go what did you think and and Landon's mama yep Yes. who's also Superman's mom isn't she also Vanessa King, from uh, Daredevil? King, Kingpin's wife, yeah. Yep. Ayelet Zuru. She gets around. <laughs> She's good. I hope we see more of her, too. The, you know, she didn't just disappear into the thing and that's the end of it. Because she really is a very good actress. And she brings yes. a lot to the character. She brings so, a lot of gravitas. I I think so. So I, I, I'm hoping that, you know, her little splashdown wasn't the last time we're going to see her. Um, but it, it was an interesting episode. I thought it was one of the better ones that they've done. Um, it was it, it, it kind of grounded us in okay, what all this mystery that we've had around Landon, and now we have some explanation for it. We still don't know who his daddy was exactly, but there's there's now an idea of okay, this is why he's immune to certain things, and but why he's not showing up is exactly some supernatural being. Um, so we've got something to go on there. It was a yawn fest. What? Really? I enjoyed it. It It was so, it was so dialogue heavy. I mean, I know you've got to, you know, have all this exposition, but it was basically just talking and talking and more talking until you get to the end and she jumps in the goo, which was really cool. But it was a lot lot of talking. You're leaving out the, the fish creature thing that attacked. Oh, that's true. Yes, the creature from the Black Lagoon, yes. Or the bathtub. Black <laughs> bathtub. I kept the wondering how nobody of... is hearing all this stuff going on in the bathroom. <laughs> oh, yes. Well, I mean, I really just considered it, okay, we had to have this episode to get Landon back to the school. And that's why we had it. So now all the now everybody can be back at the school and we can have stories from there. Wow. You, you didn't enjoy all the time with Landon and Hope making out and Alara mm-hmm. catching yeah. them and being blinded? No, <laughs> uh, I, I enjoyed the episode. I've, I've 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 been popping in and out of legacies, and I should probably just go ahead and add a season pass for it. But 
uh, like Allison said, Islet Zero has such gravitas. And I think my favorite line of hers is, uh, you know, I like your not girlfriend. <laughs> All right. So we're saying, other than Greg, we're saying that this is a good episode. As far, well, I mean, it, it gives you, it's the necessary exposition to explain who Landon is. And those are all the pieces you needed to be able to tell the rest of the story for the season. Yeah, because we didn't know that there was an evil government organization behind all this before. Now we do. Right. So Triad seems to be like their version of the initiative from Buffy. (laughs) Yeah. So why? I mean, that the one guy who the one scientist, he's got the Geiger counter out and he's like taking readings and everything. And then the other guy just like kicks him into the goo. And I was like, he was helping you. Well, obviously, because he's evil, Greg. Thank you. <laughs> but he's I mean, evil. Going employees really fast at this rate. That is so. true. That is very true. Uh, all right, let's move on. Next up, we're going to talk about Star Trek Discovery. And this Disco. is Cisco. Ep- Cisco. This is episode two. And I have a question: How quickly? Episode two hundred two. Thank you. Two hundred two. Yes. Uh, how quickly did you figure out Tilly's friend wasn't there? Was it the very first time you saw her or the second time you saw her? Uh, the very first time. Come on. <laughs> I, I, well, I thought it was weird cause she's so weird and so like, oh my God, it's you. You're so happy. And she was talking, she was talking faster than Tilly, which I didn't think was possible. And, <laughs> uh, then like the second time I saw her, I was a hundred percent sure she wasn't real, but it has to do with what we saw in season one. I want to make sure everybody knows that connection. In season one, when they messed up the spore drive, this little green speck of light landed on Tilly. And Mm -hmm. that's what's going on right now. Why she's seeing whatever she's seeing. Uh, But the second time... Her friend who shouldn't be there. Yeah, her friend who's dead. Yes. Which is why she shouldn't be there. Exactly. I thought that was interesting. And I thought Pike did a really good job this week. Uh, Boy, I love Anson Mount's Pike. Yeah. He did a really good job because it was very much about him establishing like the chain of command and emphasizing that his principles, like where his principles were versus his duty and blah, blah, blah. And he got to do a lot in this episode. The only problem I have in the entire episode, because I loved it. I thought it was really good. I thought that the the premise of uh, civilization from Earth ending up on some other random planet, and they developed separately for 200 years, I thought that was kind of interesting. But that scientist guy who was, like, super enthused and saying, uh-huh. I knew that their Earth survived, and I knew that their technology would be more advanced, and he had all these theories, and he was really smart, and they were just leaving him hanging. I was like, oh, that sucks! So... What I did appreciate was when they went back and, at the end, at the end, and told him the only thing I had a problem with because because he was like we're gonna because we need that helmet. They were like we need the helmet camera, and so I appreciated that he was gonna trade. He was gonna balance out slightly breaking the prime directive by confirming slightly. that slightly. Well, I <laughs> thought he was gonna slightly break it by just confirming the existence and trading for the camera, which I was like, oh great. And then he's like, and here's this battery who will, that will last 100 here's years. Here's this generator. I was like, what? Like, you know, like everything else that he did just showing up just proved that guy that he was right and his theories were right. That broke the prime directive. And I was okay with that. I was not okay with them giving him 
a generator that was going to last. Although, go ahead. Although, really, if it is an Earth civilization, is it really breaking the prime directive? I know. Just to tell them what's the. I mean, they're it's a, because a fast they, and it, it, exactly. I thought about that too because it wasn't. It wasn't a civilization that had developed alone. They had obviously been picked up by aliens already and uh-huh. put on this planet. So it was a little sketchy whether the Prime Directive even applied to them. But yeah. but they stressed it so much for the whole episode of how important it was to maintain the Prime Directive. And then for them at the end to be like, and here you go. This battery will last you forever. Good luck. And I was like, what the heck? <laughs> I mean, the thing that's interesting is, on classic Star Trek, they always talk about it and never follow it. Right. Whereas in all the in the seven years of TNG, you can they count never on two broke heads. it. Yeah, they never broke. Well, no, the they, they do, but you know when they do because it's, it's such a big it's a deal, big, freaking hairy deal. Right. So and, and they rarely, for, they you know, rarely, rarely do episode. it. Right. And this one was just like he was talking so much about how it was so important to never break it, and then he just like shatters it. I was like, what the heck? But it did give me more respect for Pike as far as all the other stuff he did. Like, when he saw that kid with the phaser, and he, like, literally did the oh, dive on was, the grenade. that was heartbreaking. Yeah, he did the dive on the grenade for that, and I was like, I was like, whoa! Uh, so that was, he gets hero, because it was one of those moments where you could tell he wasn't even thinking. It was totally just, nope. it's all instinct. instinct. It was all instinct. Instinct. He saw a child playing with a live gun and just dived on it and and blew out part of his chest. I was like, oh, my God. Yeah, that was uh, nasty. Yeah. I really I love Anson Mount's Pike. I was excited when I heard he when they announced that he was cast and he has not let me down. And just, you know, not that the not that the version that Bruce Greenwood plays in the uh, in the Abrams reboot movies is bad. But the problem is. That's he's just a plot device, and this is a an actual fully fledged character, and you can see aspects of you know Jeffrey Hunter's approach in the Cage pilot, right? The, you know the, the unsold pilot in Anson Mount's version, and just you know he's cool, he's I cool, agree. he's in charge, right? And I like that they're really giving the other crew members, the rest of the bridge crew. We're getting names. to know them. Yeah, we're learning their names, and they're going Stuff on a to do, and they're going on away missions and everything. And I was like, "Oh yeah. my god!" He's like, he, he, he was like, uh, "Michael, who are you going to take?" And I was like, "Sir, I figured she was going to say like any, any member of season one, like because season one they only took the main characters, even though it didn't necessarily make sense. And here she's like, "Let's take what's her name, Owenson, Owenson." I forget. I forget. I'm learning. I can, when I see her the name, the black I know, chick with the braids. When I see her name, I know who they're talking about. Uh, so they brought her because her family comes from a commune that's similar, and I was like, oh, that makes sense. Um, so all of that was really pretty cool. They actually brought her down from away mission. And I was like, yay! So we're getting to know the rest of the crew. They're getting to do stuff. Um, only thing is that means that Stamets and Tilly are not doing as much. Though Tilly did manage to almost blow herself up, which was... Mm-hmm. And then she went running around the bridge in her nightgown. <laughs> which was pretty funny. Uh, but she saved the day, so there's that. Um, yep. Oh, and I do love the fact that when they were trying to explore, explain the spore drive to Pike, 
Oh. He, he was like, so that the was in- that was brilliant. It's like so the engine runs on mushrooms, and they're like, uh, well, we wouldn't have said it that way. And he was like, all right, power up the mushrooms. Like that was pretty funny. <laughs> uh, as as much as much grief as they've gotten people about the mycelial drive and the network, it's actually I read an article by a scientist saying that. If you extrapolate what they do on Earth to space, then yeah, that could totally... It's less far-fetched than some other stuff like the transporter. <laughs> well, Which would never, ever, ever happen. Well, what I'm waiting for is them... Because they said they, they figured out a way to take Stamets out of the equation for the spore drive. So I'm hoping they do that so that Stamets doesn't always have to hook himself in. Because it's obviously messing with him. Yeah, it is. So, yay, go Tilly for that mission. But yeah, I'm thoroughly enjoying it. Um, we didn't really get any Spock in this episode, but it looks like Amanda's coming next week. We, we, we got a little Spock voiceover. They're just teasing us. Oh, right. Spock. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because he, he did his, his cat. He listened to the cat, the log. That's right. That's right. Mm-hmm. But that's actually the same log we listened to last week, so that wasn't new. Um, but next week, it looks like Amanda's showing up. So let's see what mommy has to say. All right, so thumbs up for me. Next up, yep. we're going to talk about Punisher. And we talked about episodes one and two last week. So three through, how far is everybody? I'm on like six seven. or seven. But I'm on, I finished six. I'm only on two. Well, you couldn't have talked last week anyway, so you're out. <laughs> 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 so we'll talk three through six. How about that? Okay. Um. What happens at the end of the last thing I saw? Oh, the bank robbery and Billy figured out who wrecked his face. And um, that was a really good moment, actually, because Billy was going around trying to find out because everybody was, well, not lying to him about what happened. Most people didn't know. They all assumed that it was Madani. And he was like, well, what's that got to do with the skull? It was obviously not her. And he kept asking who did this to my face and everything. And then the first time he sees uh, Castle, he sees him in the Punisher outfit. And it's just like all of it just solidifies and he figures it out. And that was a really cool moment. And then I also like that they're also bringing parallels between Castle and Billy. And they're talking about how the two of them are actually sort of similar. And that works really well. But I have to say... The relationship between Billy and the psychiatrist, I'm over it. Like, I, I don't care about them at all. What'd you guys think? Well, I could kind of see the, the that they were going to go in that direction. And I've been kind of dreading it the entire time. Um, it's like when I first saw that she had weird scars and things like that, I, 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 was, I was hoping that there would just be some kind of... Um, weird dark backstory for her which she had which is she which she has yeah yeah but it's it it, it's instead turned into a reason why she's she's gone this really you know rote route of the being the 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 woman who falls for the bad guy and you know the damaged woman who who falls in love with him and it's it's just god how many times do we have to see that yeah, and yeah. it was very abusive, actually kind of on both sides. Um, and so I was not interested in watching that at all. Yeah, I just didn't want to go down down this can very I, old road, you know, was my problem with it. Can I rewind to episode three? 
Okay, go ahead. The standoff, the, the, the whole police station thing, which I guess starts toward, at the end of two, but it's the it's all oh right right right. I really liked the actor who played the sheriff. Oh yeah, I I'm thought like, he was great. Yeah, he, he was really charismatic. I mean, to take a, a guest starring role like that, there could have been nothing. And just the relationship he built with Frank. Um, the thing I, I I saw something somewhere that people aren't digging season two as much as season one, which I disagree with. But uh, I've never been a big Punisher fan in the comics, or I haven't seen the previous movies. But I like the way they've done approached the series because Frank is he's more of a hero than an anti-hero. <laughs> but well, he's interesting. Well, and, he's and got John, a code too. Yeah, he's got the and, whole. And John Bernthal, when I heard he was cast, some people were grousing because again, fanboys are, you know, don't have opinions at all. <laughs> but he's the perfect match for this character. And I, I just really, I had no idea I would enjoy this series as much as I did. And uh, the girl, some people don't like her. I think she's okay. She got um, be- a little better as it went on. Uh, but she's still not my favorite. But it's interesting how we're almost about halfway through and we're still not exactly sure what's going on in terms of why the bad guy, you know, What's on these photographs? No, we know what the photos are. Oh, have you not seen what the photos are? I've seen what the photos yeah, are. Yeah, we see what the photos are, that. but what? Why do they want them? Is yeah, it, what's the well, context exactly? Oh, well, uh, wait, they do tell you because it was the whole thing about the guy running for president, but he was hiding that he had, that he was gay. Do you not know that? Was that an episode yeah, further? It's, you want it's to be just, an episode further? Oh, I guess. Sorry. Um, I, it, no it's problem. Just, it's just, I kind of figured it was something like that. It seems to me that that's something that, you know, just sort of uh, spending money could get rid of rather than shooting up. Killing like, everybody. Yeah, right, right, yeah. right. Yes. It just seems like there's an easier way to go, go about well, this. What it was so. was possession who had the photos. Because the people who originally, what it was was the people who originally had the photos were trying to use the photos to blackmail this really powerful family. And the really powerful family was like, screw that, kill them all. Instead of paying them off for the photos, they decided to, to burn. They didn't want anyone to know the secret. So they were just like, kill them all. That's Corbin Bernson and uh, Ma Kent. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So that's I I that's I think the that the season is not quite as focused as season it's one got two was. Story, it's got two stories that are overlapping, but not in a right. way that makes sense. Yeah, exactly. Right. I mean, I'm sure that by the end it will all dovetail, but right now I just feel like I'm being pulled in two different directions, and right. they haven't done a good job of of integrating, integrating. these together. And I, so I I I'm. Although I'm enjoying it, I am not enjoying it as much, I think, as I should because I, I just don't think they've pulled things together as well as they right, could. I don't like any of the bad guys, really. I don't really like the That's preacher. That's the biggest problem for yeah, me. Yeah, the preacher, the preacher Pilgrim. guy. Pilgrim. Yeah, yeah I, don't I don't really. Care about I don't him, care man. about him at all. Meh. I mean, they've been showing his backstory, but I don't care. And then Billy Russo, uh, some of his stuff is interesting, but some of it is not. So, And we've known him since last season. And he's pretty much what's happening is as his memories are coming back, he's basically becoming who he was before. Before, right? And I, right. I don't find that particularly interesting either. I liked him when he didn't know is who he was. That was a little more interesting. But as it's gone on and he's getting more memories, he no, 
not finding it interesting. Yeah, so, well, because we know who that guy is. Right. The thing. If he had, if they were morphing him into a totally different person, I think that would have been more interesting. Right. But he's, we're, we're just seeing him come back to being who, who he, was. he was in season one. Right. And that guy was a jerk. <laughs> Uh-huh. And I think what was interesting in season one is we didn't know how bad he was or in right. what way initially. And then they gradually uh, reveal it, it to us. Right. And that was interesting. But seeing it go in the other yeah, direction right. is not so much. Right. I agree. All right. Well, let's wrap that up. Uh, if you yeah, guys... I was just wondering, oh, are, we, are, we, are we desensitized or did anyone gasp? I mean, when you see John Bernthal um, actually punching women in the face. I mean, well, they the were fight. trying to kill him, so... Yeah, they are trying to kill him, but did that make anybody gasp? Because no. normally, normally they make bad guys, they make them bad guys, and then he can go beat them up. But I like the equal bad. opportunity-ness of it. It's I, equal opportunity, I, man. Yeah, I, I, I mean... Yeah, he, didn't just, he didn't just beat up any woman. She was absolutely as tough as he is. Yeah, and, they yeah. showed how awesome she was. It was like, mm-hmm. I had no problem. She's she was, totally evil. Yeah, yep. she was like yep. coming at him with a knife, and she was stoked that she knew how to fight, and she wasn't some damsel in distress at all. Yep. So he was doing what he had to do to defend himself. I didn't have a problem with it. It didn't even... No, it didn't even make me blink. No. Yeah, same the, here. Just the copious amounts of violence on the show still do give me pause. Yeah, some of, some of them really, really blood. Like, there's a scene where he's in the gym and he has to fight all these guys and there's weights around. Oh, that was gross. That was super gross. Like, that <laughs> hey, made me get weight plate to the neck. Oh, it was just so disgusting. Like, he was breaking people's legs here and there, breaking their knees, breaking. He broke this dude's face so bad, I didn't want to look at it. Like, it was, it was that stuff was nasty. But the fight that he had at the beginning in the bar, I was like, nah, that's fine. Okay. <laughs> Which is desensitized. No, it's not desensitized. I think it's the fact that not, it, has, it doesn't matter that she's a woman. It matters that she was trying to kill him. It matters that she's evil. Yes, that's true, too. So that's she's not evil just, and she's capable. It's and not she's like capable, she's, you know, right. so she's, she's just giving directions to other people when she's a frail flower, you know. She is as tough as he is. And she, she is as, as yeah. convinced that she, she can kill like uh, the others can. So, right. you know, I, I didn't feel anything amiss with him no, wailing that, in on her. No, that wasn't desensitized. If, if, now, if you went through that scene with all the blood... And the destroying of people's faces, and you didn't blink, that's desensitized. Yeah. Yeah. Um, anyway, so let's move on. Thumbs up for Punisher, I think, overall, so far. Mm-hmm. We have to keep going. We're not done. Uh, if you guys have any questions or comments, send it to tvcampfire.gmail.com. Follow us on Twitter. We're on Facebook. You listen to us on GetThePointRadio.com, Krypton Radio, Weednopolis, and iTunes. And we'll talk to you guys next time. Bye-bye. 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 Bye.